Hello and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. That's Never Ending Retro Dialogue. I'm your co-host Jordan. And I'm Doug. Uh, how you doing, Doug? I'm doing alright, man. How are you doing? I, I've had a, a tiring couple of days, so it's I'm, I might be a little low-key on this podcast. That's okay. Might be a little mellow. Well, you know what? <laughs> Not that I'm not mellow most of the time. <laughs> it Well, perfect for the first one, right? We're, yeah, yeah. We're talking about movies and their music yeah and and focusing on the music of the movies yeah so you know we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of be in the background oh. and gently and gently just sway our listeners as yeah. as we our docile tones of our voices you know rock them to sleep and entertain them there cool. we go i fell asleep right now <laughs> uh yeah i think this is interesting because um just for like a personal example uh, last fall, I went to see the Columbus Orchestra do the Ghostbusters movie soundtrack along mm-hmm. with the movie. You don't realize how much of the music is in a movie until that something like that happens where you're consciously listening to it. So this is really interesting to me. Yeah, I thought it was... When, when we were going over um, episode ideas and uh, we came up with this one, It at first I'm like, well, you know... Maybe we can have fun with this. I was just throwing out ideas, but the more I really start digging into it and talking to a few people, um, I started asking random friends. You know, what's what's a movie, uh, a movie music that that really hits you when you think about it? Um, and surprisingly, a lot of them said Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and I guess I had never really thought about its score, mm-hmm. but. Um, is pretty it, when you go back and listen to it, it's like wow that really is and it hits the notes of the movie and we were talking about this before we started you know a a good score um paired with the movie it really they're inseparable right and you know there's several um cds of movies that i have where you know i can i can just close my eyes and i can vision envision what's happening in the movie um, as I'm listening to it, which I think really speaks volumes to uh, the composer and how they were able to just really nail the feel of the scene and, and just kind of work with it instead of taking over, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, so I am glad you mentioned Back to the Future because before we started recording, I was thinking about Back to the Future. I'm always thinking about Back to the Future, but um, I was thinking Back to the Future actually has a score and a soundtrack. Correct. So that's something we should probably kind of discuss. A I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say, until we start talking about this, uh, I never really put much thought into how a score was separate from a soundtrack. Right. I just all considered it, it's all the music of yeah. the movie, right? Um, but yeah, they obviously are very different when once it was kind of you know explained to me. Yeah. So why don't you uh, explain it for everyone in case they don't in case they're like me and they don't know the difference? So I think the easiest way I, I don't have an official definition or anything, but the easiest way to think about it in my mind is like a score is like the original music of the movie. So yeah. when you think of Back to the Future, it's that theme song, the theme Back to the Future theme that you hear throughout the movie. But a soundtrack is like I would say songs like with lyrics mm-hmm. whereas a score doesn't really have lyrics so like johnny be good is part of the soundtrack to back to the future yeah so that would be the difference in my mind is one is more um orchestral more musical whereas the other one is well not more musical but more um less lyrical there's i, I can't think of any scores that have lyrics 
Interesting. So I'll tell you how it was explained to okay, me yeah. and see how you feel about Because, again, I have no definition. So it was ex- the way it was explained to me is that a score is any original music made for that movie in okay. particular. Um, whereas a soundtrack is, is taking music that already existed oh, okay. and playing it. So the example given to me was uh, Lion King. If you look at the Lion King, the Elton John songs were created specifically oh. for uh, Lion King. So that was considered part of the score. Okay. At least now, if someone has a different understanding, please let us know. Yeah. We're just two jabrones from Marysville, <laughs> Ohio, you know, just uh, going along here. My main thing is I just, I, I'm looking forward to talking about the different movies and the yeah. musics that went along with them. But that was kind of how it was explained to me that if it's original yeah so let's uh, focus on that then so if anything is an original piece of music for the movie it's the score yeah but if it's like an established song yeah from something else then it's part of the soundtrack i think that's a good definition so a a perfect example once once i was wrapping my head around that is the movie forrest gump which we were talking about so they have forrest's suite i think is what it's called it was original piece of music written for it and then you have the music you have the score that's behind it that plays with scenes. But then Forrest Gump has this amazing movie soundtrack yeah. where you've got songs from the 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, playing in this thing. And so though that is the soundtrack. And then to make things even more confusing, you can throw musicals in there. Oh, no. And so then that's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. there we go. I think you know. I want to mention while we're talking about all these things. When I want to go back to the Back to the Future for a second. Actually, I have the soundtrack of Back to the Future on cassette. Yeah, and it's one of my prized possessions. It's got a really good set of music. Some of it is the score, and some of it it's like a hybrid. Yeah, some of it's the score, some of it's the soundtrack. Because um, I don't know that all the songs on there were originally made for. Obviously, the Huey Lewis stuff was. Yeah. But some of it is not, I don't think. Like, there's Eric Clapton is on there. And, oh, interesting. Um, Johnny Be Good, which is credited to Marty McFly, oh, which my. always makes me laugh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I that's one of my prized possessions. Um, I actually have several movies. I see, yeah, Transformers, the movie, too. Yeah, right? that's another hybrid, and we should talk about that one for a while because that's, like, my favorite one is the Transformers. Because I don't know that, like, so obviously the big one, like, so you got the touch on there. Yeah. Which is by Stan Bush, which if you've never heard of the touch, um, go Google it right now. Uh, and you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's going to change your life. Forever. Uh, I'm trying to look up the guy who did the, um, the sound, the score uh, to... Uh, the Transformers. Uh, yeah, actually, so you got two Stan Bush songs yeah, on you there, got though, right? The Touch and the Dare. And Dare. And then you got Weird Al on there, right? Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid. Um, I don't know that there's any other... There are. There's the Transformers theme song, Yep. which is by Lion. There's uh, Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way. Hungry, which is the Unicron song. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of 80s rock songs on there, but then there's also a lot of Vince, De, uh, Vince DiCola uh original score pieces which are really i used to make comics to them a lot um it was just beautiful because the thing is like when you're making something like when i was making art 
I needed something without lyrics because it was less distracting. Mm-hmm. So I would put on the soundtrack, and um, I think, God, how long ago was that we went to Kokomo now? Ooh. Five years, five, maybe? Five or six years. Yeah. And uh, that's so we were in a town called Kokomo, which is in Indiana, and I found the 40th anniversary. Or, was it the 40th? Or no, the, not 40th. They haven't hit 40. Oh, they yet. haven't hit 40 yet. I, I think it was the 25th. I just accidentally revealed that I'm a time traveler. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, but there it was like go. the 30th anniversary edition the, of they re-released the Transformers soundtrack on vinyl. And they've got a red Autobot vinyl and a purple Decepticon vinyl. It's my, it is, that is my favorite vinyl that I own, probably. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to get into this because I have quite a few uh, soundtracks on vinyl. But, because that's like my thing to collect when I'm doing vinyl. Yeah, so they have a lot of really great rock songs that are just like epic 80s ballad. Well, they're not ballads, but they're just 80s epic transforming robot music. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. It's really great. And then they have these like uh, really cool synth-heavy score numbers. So that really creates the tone for... I mean, if you watch the movie, it's like perfectly... Uh, it- it hits the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Completely. 100%. So that, yeah, I'm glad we mentioned that one because that's like, oh my gosh. I've, I've listened to that so many times. Uh, and I have, a, I used to, I don't know if it's on Spotify. I think it is on Spotify. But um, but yeah, you've got some really great songs. And that Transformers cover by Lion. Yeah. Because the original Transformers theme song is pretty like robotic. Like, yes. Transformers. But the Lion one is like, oh my gosh, it's epic. Yeah. Did it transform you back to the 80s? Oh, it always. Yeah. It always does. Long hair, longer beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jean jacket. Oh. Got to have the patches on there, too. The Autobot patch, because I'm an it. Autobot. <laughs> so, you know, there's a car that drives around town that has a Decepticon symbol on it. I'm yes. Always, I'm always weary. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. No comment. Anywho. <laughs> well, yeah. Gosh, where do we go from there? There's, there's so many different things. So, I... Let me tell you my process of how I try to attack my notes. Okay. Um, because, as my wife will attest, I can't just, you know, state things. I have to categorize them. I'm sure that's some kind of neurosis that, mm. you know, a therapist would like to get hold of. <laughs> um, but once I realized, oh, well, you know, you've got, you've got soundtracks, you've got scores, and then you've got... Uh, the different sounds. So I had, I've made a list of movies that have like, you know, the really cool scores where, you know, they just, they hit right with the movie. Some are iconic. And then I've got the, the movies that have the soundtracks where, um, you know, I had either cassettes of them, um, or maybe Sharon does, who knows. And then I've got some musicals in here too. Um, so I was just going all over the place. And then, I want to get this out of the way, too, because otherwise I might forget and I don't want to. So we inevitably started talking about John Williams last night. Um, And as I'm sure everyone knows, John Williams is the the famous composer, most notably for doing most of Steven Spielberg's stuff, Um, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Well, Star Wars is obviously George Lucas, but (laughs) but he also did Jaws. Um, He did Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Um, I did not realize he's been doing stuff since 1954, um, which I guess makes sense since he's 93 years he's old 93? now. He's 93? 91 years old. Um, 
but he's been nominated for like 53 Academy <laughs> Awards. I'm not sure how many he's won. Um, but here was the question that I posed to Sharon, and, and um, I I don't think we were able to answer it. When, when you think of John Williams, because he's done so yeah. many I- iconic films, what's the sound that hits your head? Because there's so many to choose from, right? Yeah. You know, there's the simple Jaws, dun dun You've got the fanfare of Star Wars. You've got the Jurassic Park theme song as it starts. You've got Superman. I mean, what? He, he did E.T., although, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, I'm not a huge E.T. fan. Um, that's a hot take for another day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what? what? You got, I don't know if I said Indiana Jones or not. No. But, I mean, there's so many great themes so when you when when you hear the name John Williams, what's the first sound that enters your head, or it's, what do you think of? It's got to be the Star Wars, the fanfare, because that's like probably the first thing I ever heard of his. So it's tied to the core memories of being a child. Mm-hmm. So uh, or the Imperial March. Yeah, but it's something boom, with Star Wars. Boom, 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 you boom, know? boom, boom. Because as much as he's a famous composer, that's got to be his most famous. I mean. That's got to be his most famous work is, is Star Wars because everybody, even if they don't know John Williams, they know that they know the sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Well, I mean, you're you're probably right as far as that's what most people would say. Sharon and I talked about that at great lengths, and we had a great debate on whether you know Jaws versus this. Yeah. Um, and then of course we started. There's the movie The Holiday, which uh, I can't remember if we've. If that's an if if that's shown up in an episode we've already uh, discussed or not, uh, I think it was in the cult movies. We're okay. trying to decide if that was a cult movie or not. Um, but Jack Black character, talks, oh yeah, we did he pulls out the that. Jaws uh, DVD and and makes the comment, you know, with two notes, a a movie villain is born. Um, but yeah, so it's I I would say it's probably close to. Jaws or Star Wars, but Jaws is or Star Wars is probably because of how many Star Wars fans there yeah. are, and like you said, even if you aren't a fan of Star Wars, um, you probably recognize that. But yeah, it's just so that was our little. Feel free to give us uh, your input. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What What do you think of when you hear John Williams' name? Yeah. Is, it, is it Star Wars? Is it you know, oh, speaking of John Williams, before I forget, I didn't realize he had composed one of John Wayne's last movies. He did The Cowboys, mm. which was directed by Mark Rydell, um, co-starred uh, Roscoe Lee Brown um, and Bruce Dern and a young A. Martinez and a, um, so yeah, so very, uh, very interesting. I don't ever remember seeing his name coming up, but also I'm not sure that they displayed that as prominently back in the day in the credits. Yeah, probably not. I I wonder if... Because I wonder if he was, like, not as famous until Star Wars happened, you know? Because Star Wars blew up so much. Yeah. But I don't know, because when did... They, I wonder when they started paying attention to the... You know, like, when they started crediting the scores as much as they do now. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Star Wars would have came out, like seven years after the Cowboys or, or four years. I think Cowboys was early 70s, like 71, maybe 72. 
Um, so, I mean, before Star Wars. But, yeah, very interesting. Um, I had to write down a name. of I, I've got a list of composers uh, that I really enjoy, too. And that made me think of one that I hadn't written down when I when I mentioned uh, <laughs> all the, the, the Western movies. But, yeah, so uh, let us know. Yeah, what do you think of when you hear John Williams? Um, so off the top of your head, besides Back to Future, what are some other scores or soundtracks where you're just like oh yeah. boy um so i gotta talk about twin peaks uh-huh because angelo Badalamente recently died mm-hmm. and he was the composer of twin peaks and i have twin peaks on vinyl nice. and boy does that you want to talk about setting the tone mm-hmm. it's very dreamy it's ambient um that is another one that i listen to just over and over and over and over um the intro music is just very like I don't know, it's like the whole music as a whole is just like surreal. It makes you feel like you're dreaming almost. It creates this misty kind of feeling in your brain. Um, so that is one that I will always swear by. Uh, and Angelo Badalamente was a genius. He worked with David Lynch a lot, I think. And I even have, the only the only one I don't have is Fire Walk With Me. I have the first two seasons on vinyl and then I have the return on vinyl, which is more experimental almost. Um, so that's good. And then the I have, well, we'll have to talk about this a little bit. John Carpenter. We talked about him in an episode. Yes. But I have two of his vinyls. Oh, nice. I have Big Trouble in Little China, and I have They Live. Okay. Um, they Live is really underrated soundtrack. I mean, a, a score. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that one is all original pieces. It's I don't think there's any lyrics in the sound at all. He, he's horribly underrated. I th- well, I think fans of his realize yeah. uh, how talented he was, but I'm not sure that just a casual fan understands just how instrumental he is in creating oh. the the instrumental. Instrumental, see what I, yeah. See what I did there? Ah, hey, highbrow humor today. <laughs> um, he the vibe, the the complete vibe that yeah. he is able to create for his his films is absolutely uh, astonishing to me yeah. that you can you can create this this vision for a movie, a film in your head and, and get it storyboarded out and do this and that. And then, oh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and write the music to, to, right. <laughs> to put in the background of this. just blows my mind. Well, and he's obviously got one of the more iconic sounds in Halloween. Of course. The theme for Halloween is just like... Yes. I mean, everybody knows that one. Exactly. Even if they've never seen Halloween, I think they could. They might not know it's from Halloween because they haven't seen it, but they know the song or the you know the sound. So, um, but Big Trouble in Little China has more uh, songs with lyrics on them, mm. including the t- the title track "Big Trouble in Little China," which is a great song, totally underrated. Uh, but yeah, it's more. Uh, I, I really want to go home and listen to them now. But uh, yeah, so I order if you if you're listening and you're interested in this kind of stuff, um, there's a really great company called Mondo. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. So Mondo, if you haven't heard of them, they really they're like an artistic collective, but they release a lot of really awesome vinyl soundtracks um, and scores from movies. So I tend to get a, like my that's where I got Twin Peaks and and the John Carpenter stuff and. Uh, I think they do Transformers. I don't remember, but uh, I got Transformers in person, but everything else I order online. So if you're really interested in this kind of thing on vinyl, because like my collection of vinyl is, I try to make it like 
uh, kind of unique stuff that that you wouldn't see every day. Mm-hmm. So I get I shop a lot for Mondo. I haven't bought anything from them recently. Now I want to go see what they because that's the problem with Mondo's. They have too much cool stuff, and you're just like, well, I want this, I want that, I want this. <laughs> so every time I go on there, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this. And it's like, you know, vinyl isn't cheap. No, no, it's not. Especially like designer vinyl. Yeah. Special edition stuff. It's not cheap. No, no. But here we are collecting it. Yeah, ours. really. That's the heart of it all. And then there is one more soundtrack that I want to throw out there that is just completely underrated. Uh-huh. And that is Blade Runner. Oh, okay. The Blade Runner soundtrack by Vangelis. It is perfect. Huh. Have you ever have you ever listened to it at all? No, I can't say that I have. So, Blade Runner, first of all, to me is pretty much, I mean, it's an underrated movie. Yes. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that the soundtrack doesn't get a lot of love. I stumbled upon it somehow back like, you know, 6 or 7 years ago. Um, I was making comics and I was looking for uh, scores to listen to and uh, I'm a nerd so I was like oh let's listen to some sci-fi music and uh, there's just this beautiful stuff on this on the soundtrack it's just I don't know how to describe it it's just it's ambient it's futuristic it's calming it's beautiful so if you ever get the chance to listen to uh, that I think the whole thing's on YouTube uh, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's like very ahead of its time. It felt like, mm-hmm. so, which is, you know, makes sense because Blade Runner set the future. So it, it's interesting. So since we're on the, the, the subject of, of Angelus, yeah. um, we actually were talking about him last oh, night. Oh, really? Yes. Cause we, I was quizzing Sharon, you know, iconic movie scores, soundtracks, whatever, I'm going to be using the terms interchangeably. Yeah, I apologize too. if if you're a stickler for <laughs> for the distinction. I, I'm a bumpkin, so uh, score or soundtrack. I'm just talking about the music. So, um, but she had mentioned Chariots of Fire. Oh yeah, and I did not know who did it. So of course, you know, we used that uh, popular search engine, and it was Vangelis. So it's interesting. Really? Yeah. So the that's. The fact that he did Cherry to Fire and then he does Blade Runner. Wow. That's that's amazing. I did not know that. That's Char- a really famous one too. Yeah. Cherry to Fire. Cherry to Fire. Again, and so that was Sharon's point. It's like even if you've never watched the movie, which I have not. Yeah, I've never seen I know Fire. I know the song. I, I know that, that, that piece of music. And so that's that's but yeah, Vangelis. Uh, still making music, by the wow, way. Wow, really? Yes, he is. Oh no, no, he's not. He he sadly passed. I'm sorry. Uh, May seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Really? So it just he just died. He, he just he just died last year. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he he did the main theme missing from Chariots of Fire. So I don't think he maybe he didn't do the whole the whole soundtrack. So, but yeah. Vangelis. Yeah, Vangelis. Underrated. I need to look up more of his stuff. Greek. Greek. He was Greek. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, what a hero. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> I'm going down a rabbit hole. I need to stop that. But yeah, so um, that's interesting because, again, I didn't... I knew who John Williams was. 
there's a handful of them that I know. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't start appreciating the music that goes along with the movies until I was probably in my teens. The the first movie that I can really go, wow, I I just I loved the sound of it was Last Mohicans. Um, I absolutely loved the music that was playing in the background with that with that movie and and, and I, I own the soundtrack on C D. It's one of those ones where it's 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 ingrained in my brain that when I hear that music I can just I can just envision what's happening during the movie. And that really kind of kickstarted my appreciation because you know, I like the Star Wars music, right? Um, but I never really paid much attention really in any of the movies I was watching as to what what was going on with the music in behind. Um, and then I, that kind of switched with that. And so then uh, one year Sharon got me uh, the complete soundtrack oh, sweet. for Star Wars um, on CD. And so it's just, it's all the movies um, minus the three sequels. Yeah. Um, and it's just, oh my gosh, absolutely love listening to it. And so it really, I really find myself now paying attention to that because um, it, it does make a difference. Um, another one I absolutely love is uh, Legends of the Fall. Um, love the movie, and um, but the music to it is just so, it's eerie in parts. It's, it's, it's so sad in others. It really, it captures the feel of the movie in the different spots. Um, and Glory's the same way. I, I love Glory soundtrack too, which I didn't the first time I listened to it, but as I re-listened uh, or re-watched and really paid attention, um, I just absolutely love it. But So you're talking about soothing and listening to things that don't have lyrics. Um, I can absolutely... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, get on board with that, I guess. Um, relate. There yeah. we go. Um, I, if I just need something calming or just something to play, yeah, I'll, I'll pop on Last Mohicans, Legends of Fall. Um, it's just, they're nice, nice and calm. You have some rising moments. Um, but then you go to the Matrix. Yeah. And it's, it's so much more industrial and modern. Yeah. And you've got like, just these noises that you don't associate um but it's but at the same time i absolutely love it uh they they just got you know the fight scenes sounds and and the music that goes along with them i just find myself uh endlessly enthralled with uh with the music of the matrix yeah. too uh don davis i believe was the gentleman's name that did that um, at least for the first couple, and then there were others that uh, came in, I think for the third one that uh, collaborated with them. Um, James Horner did uh, Legends Fall and Glory, I believe. Rest in peace, James Horner. He's, he's done a lot of great movie soundtracks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I find it amazing now how I connect. Oh, yeah. Once you start paying attention to the background music, you can't turn it off. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my first experience with that was. It might be... It, it probably was when I was working on making comics and finding these soundtracks and just thinking, this music was here all along? Yeah. And I didn't know it, you yeah. know? 
like I said, Back to the Future was a really big one because I got that one on cassette years ago. I mean, like years and years ago. It was a birthday present. I mean, I was in my twenties still. If that tells you anything. Wow. Yep. Early twenties. Oof, boy, that's Early a long 20s. time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the there and then, like I said at the very beginning, when I went to see, so the Columbus Orchestra will put on these shows sometimes where they'll play the music to. Uh, to movies yeah and i was uh lucky enough to catch the fact that they were doing ghostbusters which is one of my favorite movies ever but i had i thought you know i don't know any of the music besides the ghostbusters theme song right yeah uh, and but there was a lot of music and they would play along the score they didn't do the soundtrack stuff um and they didn't play the theme song until the very end um with the credits but yeah, there's a lot of stuff you don't catch, and it really adds to the mood. But that's what's really cool about the music of soundtracks and scores is that it does set the mood without overwhelming it. Mm-hmm. To me, if I was going to compare it to something in comic books, I would compare it to lettering. Oh yeah, because lettering you don't really pay attention to yeah. unless it's bad. Yes, but the good lettering does its job and doesn't take away from the art. Yeah, that that is a perfect. Uh, correlation. Yeah, that's I. I just thought of that. That is, yeah. That's the nerd brain. That because I tell you, there are so many books that I have read. Even though I thought the story was good, I resold it. I, yeah. I, or whatever, because there's no way I was ever going to read it again because yeah. the lettering just, I I cannot stand, uh, poor lettering. It just when when you have to work that hard yeah. to read something, it's not worth it. That's interesting. I would I would bet um, to our audience members who are of a certain age uh, or grew up loving westerns like I did, probably before Jaws the most iconic um, movie sound soundtrack would be ah wah 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 because yeah. again if you've never watched the good and the bad and the ugly you still know that sound right you you <laughs> and everyone has imitated it yeah. one way or the other. Um, and I actually, I, I'm lucky enough, I, I had a buddy uh, had it on CD, the soundtrack, but then my father-in-law and mother-in-law had it on vinyl, and so we still have that. And let me tell you, listening to it now, and it's one of those things is you're just like, obviously that, that bit, that sound is so iconic, but the rest of the soundtrack is so good. The songs that go along with each scene. Um, oh, what's his name? Inicio Morricone, I believe is yeah, his name. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Ennio Morricone, maybe. Um, I apologize if I'm I, I butchered that a little bit, <laughs> but uh, it just uh, it's just beautiful. I absolutely love that soundtrack. I'll I'll listen to any any track from that uh, when it pops up on my flash drive in the car because it's just it's great. But so I'd be interested. What's, what's, your first or the audience members? Yeah. What's your first, like, recollection of of recognizing, uh, the music that goes along with the movie? You know, is it good, the bad, the ugly? Is it Jaws? Is it you know, something earlier, something later? Have you never really paid attention to the music? If you haven't, I I, you know. Here's some homework. Watch, watch a movie and listen to the music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I would love to know what 
what, if anything, has ever resonated with you guys, or what's your first recollection of really going, wow, that's that's something else? Yeah, and if you if you do want to do that and you're having trouble thinking about that, go on YouTube, find the track that you like, the soundtrack, or find a movie that you like, like if it's Back to the Future or whatever, and uh, Google the soundtrack, uh, because without watching the movie, you're going to get so much more yeah. um, Absolutely. appreciation for it. Yes. And then the next time you do watch the movie, you're going to be paying attention to it a lot. Um, now, I think Alan Silvestri had, has done some pretty cool stuff. He, well, he was actually Back to the Future. Yeah, he did Back to the Future, yeah. but I was saying he did some other cool he, stuff. He has done some... He's one on my list that I, when I see his name, it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, I think he did Predator. I believe you're correct. That That's a good one. Let me check while, yeah. you, while you keep... So, yeah, he was probably... I, I mean, obviously, besides John Williams, he was probably the first guy that I... Uh, well, I don't know, because uh, I had that Transformer soundtrack a long time ago, too, so Vince DiCola was... I don't know who my who was after John Williams, but everybody knows John Williams, so that was probably my first uh, composer that I really um, paid attention to. But, like, the ones... And I like John Williams, but, like, Vince DiCola doing Transformers or uh, Alan Svesher doing Back to the Future is more personal for me, because everybody likes Star Wars, you know, yeah. but, like, how many people have... Star, how many people have Transformers on vinyl from the 86 Correct. movie? You know, Not so many. Not that's many. kind of a personal thing for me. So he did, Here, here's a little bit of Alan Silvestri. Okay. Um, he did uh, Back to the Future, of course. Summer Rental, uh, Delta Force, that... Fly to the Navigator, horribly underrated movie. I don't know that one. Oh, um, uh, Outrageous Fortune. He did do Predator. He did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, The Abyss. He did all the Back to the Future movies. He did Predator 2, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most underrated score of all oh, time. Death Becomes Her, which Sharon and I, it, Death Becomes Her. We are going to have a good, bad movie <laughs> uh, episode eventually. And yeah, that's that's one of them. Cop and a half. Oh my god. Oh my god. He did Super Mario Brothers. Oh. And and then of course he did the Forrest Gump, um, soundtrack. But yeah, I mean he's jeez, he's got so many things on here. He did Castaway, uh, Mummy Returns. Yeah, I could go on and on. Yeah, I I when I see Alan Silvestri, he's he's one that I'm always like, oh well, this this should be good. And since we're on it, I might as well so. I had I had him written down. Of course, I had John Williams. I mean, yeah. goat, right? <laughs> um, another one I had written down that we haven't talked about yet is Danny Elfman. Oh my gosh, Danny Elfman! Danny Elfman. All you have to hear is a few notes, and you're like, "Oh, okay." You yeah. don't even need to see his name. Right? You're like, you you can sit there and be watching a movie. Typically, it's a Tim Burton movie, <laughs> but he's done others. But you know, hey, that's that's got to be Danny yeah. Elfman. That just has to be. His sound yeah. is so unique and so identifiable, and I absolutely love it. Um, well, you know what's interesting about Danny Elfman? I don't know if you know this, but he composed the theme song for The Simpsons. I did know that, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, which, while we're on The Simpsons for a second, I want to give a shout-out to Alf Clausen. Mm-hmm. He was the composer for The Simpsons for, like, almost its entire run. Well... Up until like 2017. Oh, wow. And all the music was Alf Clausen. So, no kidding. So what a hero. Except for the theme song, which was Danny Elfman. So, Still with us, Alf Clausen? 
Uh, he's still with us, but he doesn't work with The Simpsons anymore. Gotcha. I don't really know really what happened. Well, you know, things happen. Yeah. yeah. But but I think from 1990 to like 2017, he was the composer. So Jeez. all that music that's in The Simpsons, which there is not a small amount of music in The Simpsons. No, no. That's another thing where there's just all kinds of it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but, so, yeah, so Danny Elfman, I mean, obviously he did, um, I almost said Back to the Future. <laughs> but he I mean, did not do Back to the Future. He didn't do Back to the Future. He did, uh, Nightmare. Yep, did Before Batman Christmas, 89. Batman 89. Lots of Tim Burton stuff. And his is very unique and catchy, and he's just cool. You yes. Know? It's, it's one of those things where it's interesting where he actually got his start, because he was like a quote-unquote regular musician i guess if if you yeah if there is such a thing if there is such a thing um but yeah and then he goes on to do this and it's just what was the i'm trying to find the name oingo boingo Boingo, that was the name of the group he was in um i was wondering if that was before or after he i think that was before okay but um he did peewee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. Um, but he also did uh, Back to School, which was Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. He obviously did Beetlejuice. Yeah. But he did Scrooge, t- too. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, but, yeah, so he also did um, Midnight Run, which, uh, underrated movie. That is not a good, bad movie. That is a, we will also have an, uh, an episode coming up called Under the Radar Movies. Oh, yeah. And... There's a preview for you. Midnight Run's going to be on there. That is a family favorite. Um, but obviously he did Edward Scissorhands, uh, the Batman movie, Sleepy Hollow, Big Fish. Um, but yeah, so he did all those. Um, he did the theme song for Batman the Animated Series. That's right. So, I mean, he oof, he definitely... He's hired for a reason because <laughs> you've got a certain... A certain feel you want for the movie, and boy, he can provide yeah. it. Um, James Horner, I already mentioned, he he's done a lot of great stuff. Unfortunately, he passed. I think it was like five years ago in a plane crash. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, it's just so many great um, movie soundtracks, scores um, with him. Uh, Hans Zimmer, I Hans had Zimmer, written down. Yeah, uh, he's he's fairly iconic. I, and I may have this story wrong, but I could have sworn I watched an interview that. He had never wanted to do a, a kid's movie, um, but then he was approached to do, he had the opportunity to do The Lion King. He decided to do it so that he, one of his kids could go and watch a movie that he did the music for. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's done okay with his life. Yeah, and now he did he did Batman, right? Yes. The yes. Christopher the, Nolan Batman? Yes. But uh, most recently that I know of, he did uh, Dune. Yes. And he's working on Dune 2, Dune yeah. Part 2. Because I watched a little documentary, like a little clips about that one, and that was really cool to see though. Because he had to like make up a language for that, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. He's he's really good, and he did like uh, Inception. He's worked with Christopher Nolan a bunch. He, and... Yes, it well, and so it's interesting, right? I think you can probably, um, you can probably see that once they find someone that right. they like. They tend to go back. I mean, yeah. look at Steven Spielberg and, and George yeah. Lucas with John Williams, right? right? It's you trust. There's got to be a trust that's developed that once they've proven that hey, they know how to get the most out of that scene with yeah. their music or provide to it um, without 
overshadowing it. Yeah. Um, there's just got to be this trust factor that, yeah, I wanted him to use it again because we already have this language that we can speak. He knows what yeah. I'm wanting when I want that. Um, and so I, I can see why that would be important to a director. Yeah. Um, because if you look out, Al, Alan Silvestri worked with a lot of the same people. Um, I did want to bring up this one uh, composer uh, only because um, if you listen to our, our previous episode of Westerns, you know my love of them. And so I would be, uh, I would, I have to mention this guy, and that's Elmer Bernstein, who did a just crap ton. <laughs> if, and that's a real weight of measure, uh, films. And a lot of them were Westerns. And I mean, he's just got. Again, that sound, you know, when, when you're watching, you know, he did several John Wayne movies um, and then other Westerns. There's just, there's this, this rousing feel to them um, to match, you know, the aura of the movie. Right. And, and, and so one of the, uh, one of the most fun experiences I had going to a, a Wyatt's concerts is one year, and I forget which year it was. I'm sure he'll remind me is they did a uh, Elmer Bernstein compilation where they played different um, songs of his. But he did over 150 wow. original film scores and then did 80 television productions too. I mean, that's just absolutely phenomenal. How do these guys do so many projects? Because it's not like music is any less daunting than any other art form. It's, it's like, how do you... How do you come up with, if you're John Williams, how do you keep coming back with just more and more and more after so many famous pro- I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm in awe almost. Yeah. Did he do Ghostbusters on here? It's saying he did Ghostbusters. I don't know. But so here's some of Elmer Bernstein's Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, Ten Commandments, True Grit, Man with a Golden Arm, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, it says Ghostbusters. We'll have to look that up. Oh, my gosh. Um... It's just absolutely um, amazing. But then in the 80s, he started doing some comedic works, like he worked with John Landis doing Animal House. He, it does say here he did Ghostbusters, Stripes, and Airplane. He did the Blues Brothers. Yep. American Werewolf in London. Werewolf, Trading Places. Uh, that's, a, that's absolutely amazing. So uh, what... what yeah. When I see his name, he's another one. When I see his name pop up, um, and and honestly, like with the westerns, if once the main title theme pops up, it's like, ooh, this sounds like this could be Elmer. It's just <laughs> one. Of, it, it's just one of those things where it's just I absolutely love it, and but I never recognized that before. Yeah, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you just heard it. It's like, oh, okay, that's fun, and then there you go, watch the movie. I just amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, yeah. How about you? Is there? I mean, is there anyone? Is there any composer? Any or? composer? You're just like, yeah, yeah. That, that I guess maybe. Let me ask it this way: when the when the movie starts and the credits open, and they start listing things, and they say, you know, original score composed by, or you know, music, you know, composed by, blah blah blah, and that puts that person's name. Oh, Do yeah. you go? Oh wow! Okay, I might like this movie now. 
I don't know. I've already talked about a lot of the big ones that yeah. that, inf- that I really like. Um, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't know a ton of score artists. No, you know? no, nor do I. Um, but I think anything that's got any, I would say, uh, Angelo was probably Angelo Badalamente was probably one that when you see his name, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a different experience. Yeah. Or uh, Alan Silvestri is one because I, I like John Williams. I like Danny Elfman, but. There's something about Alan Silvestri that's like, I don't know if he's underrated in my book, but he's not one. If you're gonna talk to somebody, they're gonna say John Williams. They're gonna say oh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, they may not bring up Mr. Mr. Silvestri, but well, just think about the 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 music that plays in Predator. Yeah. And great, oh, now look, Predator, we get it. You know, it's an '80s action movie, but just the sounds that go along with that movie just add to the intensity of it. Right? There's that 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 loud metallic thumping sound yeah that just goes along with with the music that just when they're landing that chopper uh in the jungle it, it really adds to it so and i know maybe that seems silly for for an 80s action movie but hey we're nerds leave us alone <laughs> well you know speaking of nerds we should talk about um one of the great movie soundtracks okay uh flash gordon yes by queen Oh, that whole soundtrack is Queen, I think. Yes. So that's pretty cool. I remember, like, uh, now you've seen Flash Gordon, right? Or you haven't? I have. Okay. Somebody I know has it. I can't remember who it is. It has been a long, long time. Yeah, it's been several years for me, too. But um, if you you like goofy sci-fi movies, watch Flash Gordon. Good, bad movie. If you like Queen, watch Flash Gordon, because the whole soundtrack is done by Queen. I don't know, it just made me think of that, but... um, you have the flash, ah, that's like iconic. Yeah, love it's it. Amazing. So on, let's stay with Queen for a minute, okay? Because Sharon would never forgive me if I didn't bring up Highlander then, okay? Because Highlander the movie got a, has quite it has uh, Who Wants to Live Forever from Queen. Oh, they yeah. did a lot of music for that, and that's a great soundtrack too. Queen actually, uh, they they lent to a few soundtracks. Um, but I don't think as many as Kenny Loggins. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Kenny Loggins. I was on the, I was in the car the other day, and they said, "Coming up next is the King of Movie soundtracks." Yeah. And I thought, well, they probably mean Kenny Loggins, right? And it was Kenny Loggins. So yeah, it's funny that you it, mentioned that. It, it absolutely, it's so funny because like I've got his greatest hits on CD, so his and when he pops up on the flash drive. You know, you've got, obviously, I'm Alright. You've got um, Meet Me Halfway, which I think was uh, over the top. Oh, yeah. You've got Danger Zone. Danger Zone. He's got, uh, cele- uh, was it Celebrate Me Home, I think, is from uh, uh, a holiday movie. I forget the name of it now. But the so he did the theme song from Caddyshack 2. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah. I just it, it just never ceases to amaze me. But you know, um, Eric Clapton did quite a few movie soundtracks too. He did um, "It's in the Way That You Use It" was for "The Color of Money," which for "The Color of Money," uh, I think is an underrated movie soundtrack because you've got um, obviously "Werewolves of London's yeah. on that, um, and you've got uh, uh, Mark Knopfler. Um, You've got Don Henley, Eric Clapton. There's quite a few great songs on there, but uh, he did that. Um, he did a he did a few others. He's on the Back to the Future soundtrack. Yeah, 
And then, of course, there was that one, what was the movie called? Rush with Jason Patrick with Tears in Heaven oh, was yeah. played on that. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, never ceases to amaze me. I will say this, too. I can remember Bob Seger, and I forget which family member this was, but there was a, a great discussion about how they thought Bob Seger had sold out because uh, he did Shakedown for, I think that's Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, he did that, so that's the th- uh, theme song from Beverly Hills Cop 2. And it was the only song that he had that went number one. <laughs> and, but I, I vaguely remember some family members talking about how, and I don't know if they were saying it was a sold out or they're just saying they couldn't believe of all the songs that he's recorded right. over the years, that's the one that's the number one. It's the one that he does in a movie, which... You know, at that time, between that and then Like a Rock started getting played by Chevy. Oh, yeah. And he had always said that he would never do commercial stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. It's really neat to see who ends up doing movie soundtracks, who doesn't. Um, I don't know why that's such a big thing. I mean, obviously, you know what? We, we could talk about Ghostbusters and the whole uh, Huey Lewis yeah. and the News thing. Yeah. Where they, they ended up suing... Uh, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they won. I think it was shown that that it was. <laughs> I did not know that. I, I they be- won. I believe they did win, and but that's the only reason they ended up doing Back to the Future. Ah, is they didn't want something like that to happen again, so they said yes, and they went ahead and and did that. Is is my recollection of of an interview, anyways. Wow. Um, but yeah, so just kind of interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on the guest singers for the James Bond theme songs? I think that's kind of cool because each one is a different movie. Each one has mm-hmm. a different feel. So they each get defined. And it's also cool because it's somebody that's like defining the moment of whenever that movie comes out. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I've always, that's always been a, a thing that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite James Bond? Oh, song? no. I, I don't really watch a lot of James You're not Bond. not into James Bond? Home. Not okay. a big fan. Yeah. Okay. He's one of those guys that I'm like, man, how many movies are there now? I'd have to get into this. like. Oh, but see, you don't have to, especially the older ones, it doesn't matter. I, the newer ones that Sam Mendes did with Daniel Craig yeah. and stuff, there's the overarching, right. you know, I don't know why we feel like we have to do that anymore. Um, but the older ones, the, the good ones, <laughs> I, I like the Daniel Craig ones. I actually do. But I mean, the Sean Connery ones, it's just, it's its own movie, yeah. right? It's that's all it is. It's an action movie. Action spy spoof movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always thought that that was interesting. Yeah, it's always and it's always a big deal, too, when they yeah. announce, like, oh, it's going to be this person. And you're like, oh, everybody freaks out. Oh, yeah. It, it It's funny because, you know, like in Golden uh, Goldfinger, um, I can't remember the lady's name now, but um, I mean, it's just such a weird sounding, but, uh, you know, Goldfinger. <laughs> But I love it. I don't know why. But then Tom Jones did. Oh, what? Tom, Tom Jones, Jones did. Uh, he did Thunderball. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did Thunderball. And then what? Tina Turner did one of the new ones, right? One of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I think she did Goldeneye, maybe. Um, but yeah, and then Adele's even done yeah, one. Adele so, did one. my goodness. Live and Let Die. Yeah. Some of those, and Live and Let Die is like famous. It's yeah. lived another life. Yeah. It, it lived and let die. Yeah. And then Duran Duran, I think, did one. Really? Yeah, they did View to a Kill. Oh my gosh. With Roger Moore. So yeah, fun stuff. It's just really interesting how 
that's almost like its own separate thing. Yeah. Right? It's not even part of the movie. It's right. so, ooh, look, look what we've got here. They're doing the title theme. Yeah. And so, yeah, pretty wild. Because I, rem- I remember actually for, for Skyfall going, wait, that's Adele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What is going on? So, but yeah. I don't know. You got anything else? Just, you cannot understate the importance of music. No, no. And, you know, that sounds like so basic because we all like music. Well, most of us like music. I think I met one person who said they didn't like music once. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, this is different. This is like, this is a whole art unto itself. And I think people could benefit from paying more attention because you will find some some really good stuff out there. And yeah. you'll, it'll change your musical taste. I mean... Um, one soundtrack that I forgot to mention that I would be remiss if I didn't mention was Wayne's World. Oh, nice. That's a great one. Uh, Wayne's World does have Queen on it. That's what mm-hmm. rekindled the popularity of Bohemian Rhapsody. Of course. But it also has some other great songs. It's got some Chili Peppers. It's got Dreamweaver. It's got Alice Cooper. Dreamweaver, though, is That's... a highlight. <laughs> so, but, but I mentioned that because I have it on the, not VHS, on cassette. Yeah. And it's like one of my prized cassettes. Nice. It's Wayne's World. I got it for my birthday a couple years ago. Or yeah, last year. I don't know. How, how old am I? I don't know. How old are any of us? That's right. Not as old as the timeless power of music. That's it. Oh, there we go. Or as young because it's immortal. Exactly. It's not. It's ageless. It is ageless. It'll know. go on forever. Forever. Like Highlander. Ooh. There we go. What better way <laughs> to say goodbye? Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. Um, there can be only one. There Anywho, can be only one. There, yeah. So, we asked a lot of questions. We did. So, Facebook, Instagram, this Twitter. This is like a test episode. There we go. Favorite favorite composer, favorite movie soundtrack. Yeah. What's your first memory right. of, of, like of, realizing. of realizing music, the... the 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 connectiveness between the movie and the music yeah um or what's just your first sound memory you know whatever that is for the movies we didn't um, even talk really about disney either They've we did of... not talk about disney i mean and that's we didn't even get into musicals no, we didn't i even get talked into musicals. about musicals <laughs> and so yeah i don't know that musicals will have their own uh, episode no, because not. we uh, neither one of us are very uh a, uh educated in the world of musicals um my favorite one's the greatest showman i don't know that i and have a favorite new. musical yeah. yeah i love their soundtrack too yeah yep whenever it comes on it, it is one of those ones that it really I'll, I'll play i'll put it on repeat or shuffle just yeah. that just that album and just listen to the songs you know for half an hour or so it's kind of uplifting i like yeah, it yeah that's nice I, I and i really enjoyed the movie I, I know it's always bothered my uh, wife that I've, I've often had the stance that I can't stand musicals, <laughs> even though I'll go through the house singing um, <laughs> the stuff that I'm doing or singing to the people instead of yeah. actually talking to them. So she's always found that a bit uh, ironic. And it probably is, but that's what makes me the mystery that I am. Wow, an yeah. enigma. Wrapped in a riddle. Whoa. Dipped in a puzzle. Ooh. Yeah. Wow hardened <laughs> by a conundrum oh my gosh yeah there how we go. many how long could that go on that, that well uh, you give me a thesaurus and i could go a while <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let us know what uh what you guys like or if you've never thought about before 
you know, if you want a suggestion yeah. of what what you should listen to first, uh, we'd be glad to suggest something. Yeah, so, definitely, absolutely. We're nerds here. We got we got opinions. Yep, all the well, time. All the time. Good, <laughs> bad, or indifferent, and some of them are ugly too. Ooh, so, ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, see what Pretty we did. Pretty good one. And and with that, we're going to tell you to stay nerdy. <laughs>